The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Time for Good Money Moves. News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble from the First Alliance Credit Union. And again, a guest. Yes. Good morning. Morning, Jenna. I have David Scouten here with me today. He is our Chief Information Officer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit and kind of give his background on his role at the credit union. Sure thing. Uh, Great to meet everyone. Uh, again, Chief Information Officer, that sounds like a lot of stuff. CIO, I oversee uh, technology, digital services, marketing, and compliance at the credit union. So you do all these cool things that we see on the app and on the website and all the different tools. That's kind of your area of expertise. That's right, making sure we've got good products and services for our members. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, what's the topic today, Jenna? So today we are going to dig into a very important topic on identity theft um, and really how to kind of avoid being a victim of identity fraud. Awesome topic. Sure some tips, yeah. Super timely. Yes. Kind of my worst nightmare would be the oh, one of, there's probably something <laughs> worse, but you hear all the horror stories yeah. from folks that this has happened to, and it's never happened to me, but I know people who have had it Exactly, to. exactly. So- can you explain exactly what is when we're talking about identity theft and fraud? Sure. Um, so identity theft is people stealing information and using it without your permission. Uh, personal information can include such things as name, birthday, social security number, uh, your address. Uh, they'll also try to get your credit history, your bank information, medical information, and if they can, usernames and passwords for wherever you visit online. That's the... Uh, Probably the think of it the key to everything if they could get that. That's right. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So when they if they access information, what can they do with it? Right. So they can open cards in your names, credit cards. Uh, they can try to take out a loan in your name. We've seen that happen, um, or any other kind of account. Um, they'll try to file fake fake health claims against you. Isn't that isn't that something? Uh, they'll also try to uh, use your stuff. So if they get uh, access to your credit card information, they'll use your credit card. And that's where you see fraud happening. Do you guys see this at First Alliance and other financial institutions in the area? Oh, yeah. I mean, anywhere you go, you're, you know, you're going to have to help people kind of navigate through identity theft. Like, there's, there's no way around it. I mean, it's so prevalent that, Nothing, no matter how much security and tips and, you know, information we share to keep our members safe and try to give them, you know, a step ahead of those identity thieves, somebody's going to fall victim to it, which is why this is so important to help kind of mitigate some of that, why we're talking about it today. Well, how common is identity theft? Cards that get compromised every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. We get calls almost every day. If you think of that, I have had that happen to me. Right. Where all of a sudden my credit card company says, nope. Mm-hmm. Can't use it anymore. Why? Somebody tried to buy a cappuccino in Miami Beach. Yeah. And you're not in Miami Beach, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. One of the best tools that we got was the ability to instant issue cards at the credit union. Just And the people who loved it the most were the people who 
had their cards compromised, had to shut them down, and we were like, I need a card. Yeah. And so they can come and get it right away. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a real headache for people. It's it's yeah. it's stressful. And that's and, probably one of the more common cases. Right. Because I, I actually thought, no, I've never been a victim of this. But when you brought that up, yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, you think about all the data breaches that happen. I mean, a lot of times that, you know, Target had one a couple years ago. That was a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, if you swiped your card at Target, you were a potential victim of identity fraud at that point. I mean, so it's that easy. It's that easy. I so, mean, oh, you read there's a whole industry out there where these numbers that are mm-hmm. gleaned from these compromised data uh, servers yeah. are sold on the black market on the internet oh, for yeah. whatever amount. I can't imagine. Oh, for sure. I mean, and just to give it, you know, give you some perspective. So some of the statistics that are out there as far as how common this really is. Um, so. About 1 in 15 people are going to become victims of identity fraud annually. So 1 in 15. So pretty good odds. Pretty good odds. Mm-hmm. Um, more than About 1 in 5 have experienced identity theft more than once in their lifetime already. Uh, there's over 1 million children in the U.S. who, can be, who will become victims of identity theft. Children? Yeah. Because you're not monitoring those credit scores, right? So somebody's taking out loans in my children's name. Potentially, oh, yeah. Goodness. Under 18, yep, it happens. So um, then every two seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft somewhere. Every two seconds. Every two seconds, this yep. is happening. Yep. <laughs> One, 1,000. <000. laughs> yeah, right. How many have we had? In so the in the time minutes? of this show, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Um, and then annually, you, I mean, there's costs that come with this, right? Any type of, you know, theft. Obviously, there's money involved with that. That's why people steal things is to make money or somehow. So annually, it's about $16 billion, billion with a B in case you didn't catch that, yeah. dollars, $16 billion a year identity theft costs. That, that is just incredible, that number. Yeah. But yeah. it's huge. It's a big industry. Yeah. The, <laughs> which is sad to say that's what it is, but at $16 billion, it's an industry. But that also includes, you know, um, I suppose the cost of issuing new cards, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the cost of Target and what they had to do in order to fix what was wrong yeah. that allowed yeah. it to yeah. happen. It's yeah. not just the actual theft itself, it's all the other costs that are associated with the theft. Yeah, it's yeah. That becomes I mean, it's yeah. it's huge. You could add up really, really fast. I yeah. can see that. Mm-hmm. I imagine just the cost of me being issued a new credit card when somebody compromises my card number is mm-hmm. it's not real cheap for the financial institution to do that. No, no every time it costs us some money to do that yeah. for sure, and, and people's time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, a little bit surprising, probably more frightening than surprising. I guess yeah. those numbers. Yeah. How do uh, I'll start out? How how do we fall victim to this business, this identity theft, identity fraud business? Well, we just talked about one right now, which is data breaches. You hear about that a lot. Um, you know, the target breach that happened a while ago. But it can be other, not just uh, merchants where you swipe your card. Uh, Equifax got breached, and and uh, a lot of information was stolen from them. They're one of the credit bureaus, so um, you know that's a big deal. And I um, imagine they spend a ton of money to safeguard their servers. Exactly. Yeah. And so they, it can happen to them, too. Um, you know, hotel chains, uh, you've heard, heard some, some of those happen as well. And they've got mm-hmm. a lot of information on you. So yeah. uh, scary stuff. But it can also be other uh, simple things. So uh, there's a lot of people who dumpster dive 
and they steal information that is left in the trash. So if you think about your bills, um, and don't just throw them away, don't just even recycle them. You need to shred them because they'll they'll grab it if they can to mm-hmm. get information. So is that information you. that's on there that your name, your address, account number, if it's your you know your yeah. bank account statement, and that's enough to get something rolling, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, other ways are, are you know we're probably relatively familiar with is different kinds of social engineering like phishing. You get those phishing emails that say they're from UPS and click on here to find, you know, where your your information is, and they install something on your uh, computer. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things happen a lot. Or they send you the fake websites. So I talked to a person who was kind of an expert on phishing, that part of it, and he said that in a large organization, which I will not name, that they went through intensive education of their employees to avoid having that happen. And no matter how hard they try, there's still 5 to 10% of the workforce which will click, mm-hmm. even though they've been warned numerous times not to click. And in this workforce, that's thousands of people, Yeah, 5 to 10%. Yeah, we call them the clickers. The clickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't click. <laughs> yeah. we, do a, we do a lot of training with our staff, I too, bet. to make sure yeah, that they're not you know, making inappropriate but decisions with their emails. They get attractive enough that yeah. I can't resist. Yeah. I have to click on it. There are also a few other ways, like uh, card skimming is a, a, a technique. We've, we've actually had been victim to that at one of our ATMs. We've had to put protective devices on all our ATMs mm-hmm. just to prevent that. Uh, they put a little device and, and grab your mag stripe or your yeah. card information right off your card. Yeah, so think like at gas pumps, things yeah. like that, they'll do it there a lot too. Yeah. Yep. EMV helps a lot with that, but they're still finding other techniques to do it. So yeah. EMV, sorry, is the little chip that you have okay. on the new cards. the new generation yeah, credit card. insert yeah. rather than swipe. And they yeah. can still do it with that? Um, yes. Uh, they, they've got an, a new uh, way. It's not called skimming. It's called shimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're always, they're always working on, on some yeah. way to get your information. Uh, the other way is, they just, is, is, is classic social engineering. We call it pretexting sometimes, and that is people are pretending to be someone they're not. You know, um, I just got a call on my phone, uh, someone who was acting like they're a collections agency, and you need to call them right away. And and mm-hmm. and people get, you know, uh, strange calls from, uh, you know, utility companies. Uh, that one's really common. Cable companies, yeah. those things I, happen. Yep, I've had them come from, you know, pretending to be the police department, pretending to be your insurance provider. I did. Yeah. And I was like, this is not real. (laughs) Yeah. And they do because they, they use that sense of urgency and that sense of you're going to lose something very significant to you and really put the pressure on you to act immediately and not let give you time to think about it. Um, that that's a big part of this ploy is so if, if, don't ever let somebody pressure you into giving away your information. If they're legitimate, they'll already have that information. They shouldn't be asking you for it. And that's one of them, too. Don't they ask you to verify a mm-hmm. piece of information by you know you stating it to them rather than yeah. they yeah. reading it to you? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. You know, you think about the amount of effort that goes into this. That if these folks were just right? to use that energy. For legitimate purposes. Right. right. Things that they could be accomplished. <laughs> We're talking about identity theft today, identity fraud, what it is, and and perhaps even uh, some of the things you can do to um, maybe uh, avoid it. On Good Money yes. Moves, I'm Andy Brownell, Jenna Tobble, mm-hmm. and David Scouten. 
You got it. Scouting. I did it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and David Scouten from the First Alliance Credit Union. And this week's topic is a great topic. Well, they're all good topics, but this one, as we head into the holidays, I imagine... There's kind of an upswing in this sort of activity because people are so active out there Mm -hmm. spending money and shopping and doing things online. It's identity theft and identity fraud. And now we're going to talk about ways ways to minimize our risk of being victims Mm -hmm. of this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Are there strategies we can look at, David? There are lots of things you can do. Um, You know, uh, a lot of it is awareness and education, of course. Uh, But first of all, um, one of the most common ways is still through emails, phishing through emails. So never click on links in emails that you are not aware of or not expecting. Is that in big, giant capital letters? Never? Yes. <laughs> never. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite shows is um, Mr. Robot, which is about hackers. And mm-hmm. they always portray that these really sophisticated Corporations have uh, this unbelievable security set up, and inevitably the way he hacks in all the time is by sending somebody somewhere within the organization of email, and they click on whatever it yep. is, and next thing you know, the hacker is in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, it's real life, isn't it? It's, it's true, and the reason is, is it's the path of least resistance for someone who's trying to get the information. It's so much that people still click on links, and so it's easy to get the information that way. Why well, try to, like hack into someone's corporate network when you can just have someone else click on the link for you and, and get you in, so to yeah. speak. So, so never, ever do it. Yes. Never do it. Yeah. And there's two things that can happen. It can send you to a malicious site where they can grab your information or they can, and, and as likely, is they'll install something on your computer that will start uh, looking around either at home or at work um, for information that they can get. Have you seen that sort of thing uh, in your dealings at the credit union where people have become victims of that sort of thing? Yes, we had uh, we had one person, this was probably a year ago, who um, uh, we, we got a call and um, they were asking to do a wire transfer of $40,000. Oh. And, um, and we got a call and, and we verified the person. They had all the information, uh, everything that you would expect them to do the transfer. But the way they got uh, slipped up is the the address they were sending it to was, I believe, a post office box, which the other financial flagged. We looked into it uh, further and found out that they had not only they had compromised even the phone number. And so when we were calling the phone number, it was a person we knew the person, and it was a someone with an accent and didn't sound right. But they were answering the the phone on record. They had taken over the phone as well. Yeah, and so. Um, it's like out of the movies. I know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people, you know, it was almost the perfect crime, you, you would say. Um, we were able to catch them. But what we found out is that that individual um, had done exactly that. They had, they had mentioned 
in, in discussing them and what, how could they possibly get this information. At first, they thought it was like some of their son's kids or friends. Sure. You know, I blame everything on my you know, kids. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that had gotten a piece, of pa- a piece of paper with passwords on it. But then all of a sudden they said, oh, yeah, our computer was acting kind of funny for the last you know, few days. And we found out they just had a Word document with all their passwords and information on it on their computer. And the hacker got it that way. Oh, so it happens yeah, because oh. they had clicked on an email. They had got some uh, a ca- uh, uh, computer takeover software, and there you go. You know what yeah. else I love about this story is that uh, the First Alliance Credit Union, being your local credit union, you recognized it wasn't them on the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It immediately became suspicious. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it doesn't always happen. But yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, glad about that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just one example. Don't and click I, on it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so don't <laughs> click on it. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, thing way is is again that pretexting. So when people are calling you uh, because of some premise, don't give personal information away over on the phone. Mm-hmm. If they're legitimate, like Jenna said uh, earlier, they will have the information. You don't need to give it to them. Uh, mm-hmm. So feel free to to, to decline to do that and to hang up and don't let them get emotion uh make it an emotional or tense situation don't let that get in your way because that's gonna you know you they make you feel pressured or Mm -hmm. they start getting angry or worked up and all of a sudden you feel like you're you're gonna just you know okay okay whatever you need and that's what they're trying to do is get that information you always hear too from like the utility company here to the utility rpu or any of these organizations, they stress they will never do that. They'll never yeah. right. call you. Never, yeah. ever, ever. Yeah, right. exactly. And- yeah, I mean, and, and just on like a, a personal level, too, you can have people that will call you. And this is one that gets a lot of elderly um, because it'll be, well, your grandson's in jail and he needs you to bail him out. So we need $10,000 right now. What's you know, grandma going to do? She's not going to stop and ask questions. She's going to get her grandson out of jail and give whoever is calling her that $10,000 as quick as she can. And they, like, they'll even have the name of the kid. They too. will. They'll have that kind of information. So, I mean, it's not always just organizations that they're posing as. It can be, you know, public service. It can be another person you know sometimes. It, it, so you have to be very careful. And and you you can't trust the the uh, the phone number either anymore uh, because there are ways in which organizations even sales sales organizations will will tr- will try to get local numbers or blocks of local numbers for their, that that they can use mm-hmm. to make the phone call when they're really calling you from Chicago or across the world or Russia or Russia <laughs> and, and so, there yeah there's masking technology too yeah. you can call from one number and it shows up as another so. Well, David, you mentioned that in that one particular case, the person had information typed out onto a Word document. Yes. That's probably not a good idea, right? Not, not a good idea. Put it someplace more secure than that. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, you got to keep your personal information secure. Uh, there are some tools out there uh, like LastPass or KeepPass. Yeah, I use that one. Uh, there are apps uh, that you can get on your phone that will securely uh, store your, your credentials because um, we all have the same problem where we have you know, dozens, if not, it feels like hundreds sometimes of d- passwords that you're going to maintain. And so having a, a, a secure vault, if you will, for them, mm-hmm. a virtual vault is, is a fine way to do it. Um, and so look at some of those options if, yeah. if you, if you want to keep it secure. Pays mm-hmm. to be a little bit paranoid in this case. 
That's true. Yes. We're talking about identity theft and fraud <laughs> with our friends from the First Alliance Credit Union, David Scouten and Jenna Tobel. And we're going to continue talking about ways you can avoid being a victim on Good Money Moves. Coming up, I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and David Scouten from the First Alliance Credit Union. And we are cruising through information about identity theft and fraud. We're going to do this again next week. We'll get a little bit more in depth, but we're kind of just covering these uh, very briefly, some of the things you can do to not be a victim. Yeah. Yeah, so some other things to watch out for is um, getting mail um, that you're not expecting. Uh, so if you get, if you usually get your your credit card statement on the 15th of every month and it shows up on the 1st, watch out. Ch- is it legitimate? Check, check it out. Um, these are techniques that some, uh, you know, uh, fraudsters are now starting to employ that or they'll tr- they'll dummy up different kinds of uh, uh, bill statements uh, so not only will they do that uh, virtually they'll do it physically and they'll send you a piece of mail that looks like it's coming from the utility company and it's not uh, so look at timing they don't know necessarily when you're supposed to get it they're just trying to make it look funny uh, so uh, be careful about that, that. that one I hadn't heard of yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so uh, that's another good reason to set up the electronic bill pay systems that you have through the credit union as well, because that won't happen to you. That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to be able to catch those types of unexpected um, situations, or you know, maybe they maybe the thief got sloppy and you get you do receive a credit card statement for a credit card you didn't sign up for. Yeah, that yeah. would be a really good indication <laughs> that somebody has <laughs> your information. <laughs> I imagine a lot of what we're talking about is being proactive, right? Staying on top of your information and your accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Check Uh, them all the time. So obviously check your bills, know when your bills normally arrive. And I expect that, I mean, I do this religiously, go over the credit card accounts to look for, wait a minute, I didn't charge that. What's this? Yeah. Uh, And question things that don't look right. Um, Find out what they are for sure. Another thing that you can do uh, that's really helpful is to be on top of your credit report. So if someone's trying to take out loans in your name, um, it's going to show up there. Uh, also, inquiries that you did not uh, ask to do. Let's say you've um, all of a sudden there's an inquiry on your on your credit. Where did that come from? It might be someone else trying to impersonate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are good things to keep a t- uh, on top of. More red flags. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, regularly review your statements. We just talked about that, your accounts. Just be on top of where things are and what they're doing. Um, don't neglect them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's easy for those less, less often used credit cards or accounts. Uh, make sure you just uh, stay on top of them and, and check them regularly. At First Alliance, have you had folks who, you know, are a little bit lackadaisical about watching things come in months later and say, oh, I just found something here and we've got a problem? It, it happens all the time. 
um, and you know people assume things are right, but we've had it where it's got you know there's a slew of several days where there's all kinds of fraudulent activity that if they were just paying attention, they could have caught a lot of it, and it, you know they can be on the hook for it. You know, we try to help them out, but especially uh, on certain, you know, debit cards, uh, that's your money. And so you want to really be careful with that because you could lose it. Well, you even mentioned a wire transfer. Yes. Scariest scenario. They can empty your whole account. Oh, yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, for a personal anecdote I will give, so my card was attached to my husband's Amazon account. And our daughter signed up for Amazon Music through Alexa, and it got attached to my account, but it was an, on a checking account that I don't use very often, so I wasn't checking it oh, no. monthly. Oh. And so pretty soon I'm seeing all these like like do- couple dollars, because it's not very expensive, but it started to add up. I'm like, what in the world is this? And we come to find out our five-year-old had signed up with Alexa. For music. That's so, why I have yeah. my Alexa set up. You cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> we know that now. <laughs> but it can, I mean, it can happen. And it, sometimes it is just your five year old accidentally yep. doing something. Or, Wanted you to know. hear something from Frozen or yeah. some music? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and that's another thing is to be, be, be mindful of the, there's some great convenient tools out there like the, like the Alexa speaker or, you know, the, the Nest. Uh, thermometer that looks at what's going on and can automatically change it for you. All those things are great, but they're monitoring activity. So you got to just be careful. It's not necessarily bad, but make sure that they are actually, you got to look through their privacy statements. Are are they going to share your data? Are they going to get rid of it once you stop using it? All those things are important Um, Mm -hmm. because Information will be taken that way as well. So not, maybe age. not maliciously or even initially, but it will. It can be used against you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just heard of this on uh, this morning. There's um, there's a website. There's some of you know Mozilla uh, Firefox browser. There's sure. a web browser. Mozilla.org has actually got a link on their site that talks about um, uh, product de- data privacy on common products. So they have a whole report and it says you can check it out and say. Oh, is this? Are, do they have minimum requirements of data privacy or not on these products? Super useful. Yeah, Thanks. very useful. Yeah. Well, speaking of useful, we're almost out of time, but you have more resources we can tap into on the website. Always. And the app. Always. Yeah, so at firstalliancecu.com. I would suggest that you subscribe to our blog because we put out new blog posts all the time, a lot of times talking about things like identity theft and how to keep yourself safe. Um, but we also have a really good informational resource on our resource page if you are to fall victim to identity theft it kind of walks you through the steps of the things that you need to do to recover your identity and protect yourself going forward it's a very comprehensive guide that's a show Um, in itself right there it is (laughs) it is um but to kind of help keep yourself safe from identity theft and to kind of alert you if something does go wrong, we do have a lot of products and services available to our members um, as well. So we have a feature within our mobile banking app called My Cards, which alerts you. We've talked about that a couple times before on previous Mm -hmm. shows. Um, But the really great feature with this is that it alerts you to any and all purchases made with your 
card. So whether it's your First Alliance debit or credit card, you'll get an alert as soon as a purchase is made. So if you didn't make a purchase, you can shut your debit card off. Instantaneously. Instantaneously. And if, or if you think you've lost it, you can shut your debit card off so nobody can use it until you find it or get a new one. You know, I've used that so often, actually, uh, my personal story, with my wife. She's a, a chronic credit card loser. She loses it all the time. So I'm, I'm, uh, she, she calls me up and goes, can you switch my card off? I can't find it. And so I've, I've probably done that a half a dozen times. Yeah. At so. least it's easy to do. It is yeah. so easy to do. One click of a button. It's um, peace of mind. It it's, is. It, it really is. But then, you know, we talked about earlier monitoring your credit report and your credit score while also in our mobile app and in our online banking, you can check your credit score with our free tool. So while it's not the same thing as looking at your credit report, it will alert you. We've talked about this right. in previous shows big too. Or those to big for. fluctuations that would show up that would indicate there's some activity going on that you did didn't initiate. Um, but then the, the last thing I want to talk about is a really good partnership that we have with Legal Shield to offer discounts for identity theft protection plans, which I, I don't, we don't have time to go into detail about what all is covered with that here. But if you go out to our website and on our resource page under our trusted partners and our member discounts links, that's, you'll find more information about that. Fantastic. Yeah. We're going to talk more about identity theft and fraud next week on Good Money Moves. Until then, Mm-hmm. Jenna, David, yes. we'll talk to you soon. Andy Brownell from News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.